In a recent survey, one in four members of Gen X, that's those aged 16 to 25, said that they planned on becoming social media influencers. And I've heard that phrase before, and I wasn't... I didn't have a good idea in my mind of what that is exactly. So in the article in which I was reading the results of the survey, it was a mention of some names of some social media influencers, one of them Addison Ray, and she has something like 62 million followers in various social media platforms. And I saw just a, a few compilations of some of her most popular videos. She, I guess, posts videos on TikTok, but basically most of them are her scantily clad, dancing and lip-syncing to some pop song. And it made me sad to think that all these young people want to be like her. I don't think she's adding much value at all to society. So why is it that, that they desire that? Now, they might think this is an easy way to make money, so they want to do that so that they can make money, and I, I think some of these social media influencers, but not many, do make money on advertisement-related revenue to, to what they do. Sometimes I think they plug products. But interestingly, in the survey, they actually, a number of the young people responded that they would pay money to become social media influencers. I don't think it's the money. I think it's the status. One of our deepest drives is to obtain high status. Status refers to our position in a group hierarchy. It's about having attention to be liked, to be admired, respected. And there was no internet when I was in high school, so if you wanted status, you, you became a jock, an athlete, or a cheerleader. Perhaps there was some status associated to being good-looking or wealthy. So Jesus is invited to this dinner. It says that people are observing him, and he is observing them. And he's watching as he sees them positioning themselves for places of honor at this banquet, seats of honor. So he tells them this parable, the, the bottom line of which is if you exalt yourself, you'll be humbled. If you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. There's a deeper lesson as well. That our, our worth is not determined by other people's opinions, but it is determined by God. And for many people, and this cuts both ways, they're, they're driven by this idea, and it's a lie. So sometimes they have an, a, a, a lower estimation of themselves than they should because of other people's opinions. Sometimes they have a higher estimation of themselves than they should because of other people's opinions. But other people's opinions don't determine your worth. God does. Now, when he talks about the story of the wedding banquet, God is the host. And interestingly in that story, so someone assumes that they have a place of honor, he says, get out of here. This is a seat for somebody else, right? Now interestingly, in the parable, Jesus is not asserting in heaven everyone is equal. Quite the contrary. There is a hierarchy in heaven. There is, in this next life, honor and shame. Okay, but the, the important thing is, we, our society doesn't set those standards, right? God has those standards. He sets those standards of what is worthy of shame, what is worthy of honor. And so then Jesus turns to the guy, the host who has invited him, and he says, 
when you have a, a banquet, you shouldn't be inviting your friends and family and the wealthy and influential. Instead, you should be inviting the poor, the lame, the blind. Because why, Jesus says, because they are unable to repay you. I think a lot of times we do good things with mixed motives. We want to help someone, but there's also, a part of it is, is what, I, what I'll get back from them in some way. I'll get something back. In, in, in many ways, this corrupts many of our, of our acts of kindness and, and charity. So Jesus is talking about you know, a pure love, to truly do good for the other as other, because it is good for them, not anything that they can give you back. Sometimes in ancient Greco-Roman society, wealthy people would make large donations to the poor, but they would do it not because they loved the poor, but because this gave them higher status among other wealthy people. And Jesus is also saying the needier the person is, the more worthy they are of our favor. In the middle of the third century, around 258 AD, uh, there was a vicious persecution of the Christians in Rome by the Emperor Valerian. He arrested Pope Sixtus II, and would soon be, who would soon be executed. And Pope Sixtus has at his right-hand man the Archdeacon Lawrence. Valerian was under the impression that the church had a vast treasury of gold and silver and other things because he had heard at the Mass, he heard, oh, they have these golden chalices, right? That wasn't the the case, just for the sacred vessels, but there was no vast treasury of gold. So he says to Deacon Lawrence, he says, I'm going to give you three days, and you better show up in my palace with the treasures of the church. On the third day, Lawrence arrived. He entered the palace. He greeted the emperor, and then he said, Emperor, behold the treasures of the church. And standing outside were the poor, the lame, and the blind who are being helped by the charity of the church. I think we should reflect, because many of us in many ways seek, seek higher status. Does that really make someone happy? Well, you know, it gives you maybe a short-term pleasure, but it is very short-term, it is unstable, it is shallow. You know, you're, you're happy you won today, but you're fearful tomorrow you might lose. In 2016, the actor Jim Carrey gave a, a fantastic 90-minute speech at the Golden Globes. So he's introduced as two-time Golden Globe winner Jim Carrey. And so he riffs off that in his speech. He says, you know, I'm not just any guy. I'm two-time Golden Globe winner Jim Carrey. He says, he says, and when I go to sleep at night, it's not just like any other guy going to sleep. It's two-time Golden Globe winner Jim Carrey going, getting much-needed rest. You know, when I dream, it's not like other people's dreams. It's, it's two-time Golden Globe winner Jim Carrey dreaming. And you know what I dream of, he said? Being three-time Golden Globe winner. And then I'll be enough. And if it's a 90-second 90 90 speech... And basically, he's there with all these people, and he's basically saying, what we're doing is futile. We're hungering for all this recognition. It never satisfies us. This is what he's saying in his speech. They're all laughing, but I'm like, wow. That's a, 
quite a, a moment of real realization there of what's happening. And not that we should gloat over this or take any satisfaction, but oftentimes we hear how celebrities' lives have fallen apart. Addiction, divorce, and a host of other problems. Status makes a false promise of happiness. It cannot deliver. Focusing on status leads to self-absorption, jealousy, fear of failure, contempt for others, isolation, and cynicism. A few days ago, I watched what, for me, has been the most interesting religious conversation I've ever seen on YouTube. Bishop Robert Barron was interviewing an actor named Shia LaBeouf. And Shia LaBeouf has had success for, since he was a boy in acting. He has starred in many movies, both those that, that obtained commercial success, that had big box office receipts, and also others that were highly praised by critics. But none of this brought him happiness. He has been addicted to alcohol and drugs. He's been arrested on numerous occasions. He has hurt others, and recently an ex-girlfriend sued him with accusations of abuse. And this was kind of the last straw for many people. Hollywood shunned him and wouldn't offer him any more parts. His own mother wasn't speaking to him. And he was on the verge of suicide. And someone offered him a chance to play Padre Pio in a movie. And this was, in his mind, a way to resurrect his career. He had no faith. He actually had been an aggressive agnostic. He'd been very dismissive of faith. So he wasn't drawn to it because of that. He said he was thinking this was a chance for me to tomorrow my career to get started again. But because he wanted to do well for that reason, he decided to go live in a monastery and learn how the religious live and learn about the Catholic faith. And in the process, he was befriended by many Catholic religious and lay people. And they, one of the things he says about them, they, they weren't trying to get anything from me. They, they actually... The, the, one of the priests who was talking, he, he didn't, couldn't care less that, that he was a, a Hollywood star, you know. And he began to read the Gospels. He was taught how to pray, and he ended up, and I believe it's sincere, ended up receiving and accepting the gift of faith. He entered the church. It seems that he has experienced peace that he had never known before. As he read the Bible, he said, he said, the main thing I got from this was to let go. Because he had been striving for success based on his own skill and abilities, and it didn't work. In his pain, he turned to God. He learned how not to worship himself, but to worship God. And the meaning of life was to love God and to love others. Humility is the path to happiness. And the final banquet, God makes a seating chart. And the humble will be honored forever. <laughs>